So I forgot to re-listen to the tagline that I put on episode seven. Ah. Uh, Those who who pit together shit together. That is not the tagline. It was something like "Welcome." I'm pretty sure that's the one. It was something like "Welcome to the show about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except that trench coat is a full suit of armor." Like I think that's it. I'm pretty sure somewhere in there he said. The crew that pits together shits together. Um, they might as well call us the High Armor cast. <laughs> <laughs> we tell these jokes with our pinkies out. I mentor people in my day job. <laughs> <laughs> that you do. Anyway. They don't let me have a day job. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Low Armor cast, a D&D podcast about three kids in a trench coat that are solving mysteries, except that trench coat is magical battle armor. My name is Steve. I will be your game mother for this and every episode of this arc. I don't know why I was like, for this <laughs> for a second, For a second there, you sounded like you were scolding the audience. My <laughs> I will be your game mother. I mean, I am scolding you as players. And speaking of you as players, let's introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Aaron. I play Scratch, the crew that pits together, shits together. Hi, my name's Ron uh, Leota. I play Tama. Um, I'm Kelsey, and I play Merritt Grimclank. <sighs> I'm glad no one joined you on your <laughs> protest there. Uh... Traitors. <laughs> Well, it's always funnier to me when uh, a, a protest uh, a, a, of that importance fizzles. Yeah, uh, let's jump into the episode here. After winning their first champion battle, leaving the armor behind them, our pit crew encountered a different sort of combat, not of arms, but of words and mind. Summoned back to Davidstown's administrative offices of the mayor, they find themselves interrogated by David the deputy mayor in regards to, we'll call it, potty gate <laughs> and a potential official sponsorship of a candidate in the upcoming election so what does potty gate reference in this universe <laughs> uh the the uh two people shitting in the deputy mayor's uh, portable hole I know, but the gate part of it in this universe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's a good, that's a good question. All right, so um, roll a history check. Oh god! In the middle of the recap, we're... what's my history bonus? Because that's only a four on the die. Uh, so uh, you don't know what potty gate, what gate. Infamous gate scandal is related, but you're pretty sure it has something to do with gates. That's a 17 history. Oh, I rolled a nat 20 on the history. Yeah, uh, what's that history? What's the gate, Steve? <laughs> All right, um, hold on. Let me let me let me put on my bullshit brain and stop reading this thing I wrote for the thing. <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right. David gonna... Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> They're at the Watergate Hotel down by the docks. In Midland, in the southern eastern continent, or southern eastern section of the continent, there is a province or kingdom or domain, uh, as they more often used to call themselves, the domain of Medense. Medense is a domain that has a large kind of cove fishery and a port city in it. 
it really only has the one major city. Most of Medense is not very populatable, but conveniently it is the southern and easy access port. At the front of Medense, if you refer to the map, there are two towers as sort of the lagoon, if you will, kind of comes to a close and lets it out. At the time when Medense was still a fully standalone domain, there was a uh, attack onto Midland, an invasion point. Medence was paid off as a domain so that it could take over all of that region that was naturally there and kind of absorb Moxar, the swamp province that's above it, which is a different, you know, ruling kingdom, different taxation. So it was going to be granted that. And they were going to come in via Medence, move up from the north, and then cross uh, uh, Lagello and sort of cut off Haza from the southern sides of the rest of the continents of the fold. However... Medence did not raise the gate. They lied. They completely manipulated the situation, profiteered off their enemies, and did that, um, thus playing <laughs> quite the political gamesmanship. So the Medence gate issue is const constantly referred to as not a blunder in this world, but a political savvy betrayal move. Therefore, potty gate, you betrayed the deputy mayor's potty with your ass nuggets i don't know um, there. dude Man's talk cool. about strapping on your bullshit brain that was that, that sounded like you read that from a book so uh back to the thing you were reading so anyway potty gate, potty gate. <laughs> thank you kelsey they find themselves interrogated by david the deputy mayor in regards to potty gate and a potential offer of sponsorship of a candidate in the upcoming election on edge, they banter back and forth uh, with David, the deputy mayor, until the inspector, David Blood Justice, or David the inspector in Davidstown due to the local naming uh, traditions of the region, makes the opposition's in treatment. Uh, the discourse gets more pointed and the options are laid out. So, David the mayor or David the deputy mayor. Both of them want the uh, endorsement of Lanik, but the Deputy Mayor seems to be the safest choice, if only because he's more direct about it. And the mayor is appears to be blackmailing the crew about their missing Lannick. Uh, upon returning back to their rooms to discuss, the group decide to make a surprising choice and simply reach out to Rupert Morningson, their benefactor, leader of Haza, the person that pays all of their bills, and explain that Lannick went missing <laughs> and that they made a quick uh, from the hip choice of fighting in his place, but want to communicate their, that problem uh, to him directly to see what the next steps might be. After deciding to find themselves a dreamstone, they go to leave their room uh, when some sort of mental perception complications occur with a bit of a reactionary measure from Merritt and some analyzing from Tama and a befuddled scratch. We're going to pick up right where we left off. Merit on the ground. Say reactionary as if we haven't been locked in rooms already that day. <laughs> you Perfectly are reasonable. the most panicked locked in room goblin. <laughs> the this door was locked. You're like, the or window. Might, or might not surprise you. But I also, as a human being and female presenting person, would take Super unkindly to being repeatedly locked in rooms without explanation. 
just as a person. Yeah. So it makes person. a whole lot of sense. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you describe people. Merit? Yeah. I would say Merit is a panic locked in a room goblin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Panic locked in a room goblin. Nonetheless, um, uh, the air smells of cinnamon and cardamom, uh, reminiscent mm. of the same smell that was found on the little totem found after Lannick disappeared. Um, Merit is on the ground floor, uh, roughly 15 feet, 20 feet down. Uh, after jumping out the window, um, Tama was able to see past the illusion, which just realigned things in the room. Uh, Scratch was at the moment of kind of coming to the realization as the spell was dispelled. And we find ourselves here. You had also made the decision, if I recall correctly, that, you know what? You were just gonna do what the mayor wanted so that the secret wasn't outed. There was- yeah, At least until we hear from yeah, Morning Sun. Morning Sun. Yeah. And so there's a few things uh, that have to start off with merit. We'll start with you. You are down on the ground. Something that we had figured out, because I have it in my notes, yep. is that there is a weird smell of the statue. Stinks like that fucking statue. It stinks of um, cinnamon and no, cardamom. But, but a being, truly stinky Being smell. in the alley now, um, Merit's probably like, wait. Hey, guys. You got Jancy? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Yes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. You can hear yeah, the, the subtle mumbling of Jancy on your back as he continues to restfully digest a number of dead turtle races. Jesse. Turtles. <laughs> yep. Jesse's safe and sound with me. Considering I've been around um, society folks, I, I've obviously smelled society. the types of perfumes and things that people wear. Um, now, are, is that combination of herbs a common smell for perfumes or some sort of cologne or something? Or are we more, is that something you'd more expect from somebody who's been cooking something, perhaps works with spices? I would say that y your characters, uh, just in general, cinnamon can occasionally be used in perfumes yeah. and such. But the distinct smell of cinnamon and cardamom, that's usually food related. Yeah. You don't think of it as like... Uh, a thing it doesn't seem like it's like oh this is just this person's cologne you would be confident that it's that is a strange smell to have linger in the air when you're not in a kitchen or in a restaurant okay i have some investigating to do you later do. but for now yeah so like i jumped out before they figured out where the door is so i'm kind of just like half whispering like you guys okay Obviously, you asked if Jancy's okay. Yeah, the, it seems the handle is just a, like, few inches to a foot away from where it should be. I think we got it figured out. C cool. <laughs> should, do, you, do you guys want me to come around? Uh, we'll come out. I don't want to be in this room much longer. <laughs> we'll meet you in the alleyway. Yeah. Let's get out of here. That seems best. Um, the alleyway by the hotel or the alleyway behind the Wendy's? <laughs> we're going to where Merritt is. And then we're going to walk. Uh, we're going to go for a walk down uh, uh, another alleyway away from our, uh, our way from where we've been staying and the watch potential watchful eyes. So you do. So the only complication I'm going to assume 
that if you're leaving, you generally keep your, if, and you're unsure about the place that you're leaving your stuff, you're generally going to make sure that you have your stuff with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're reasonable people. Uh, the armor itself uh, was probably, you, you can make a choice now. It was either with the wagon and the horses in the stables of the inn, and it was chilling there because you hadn't kind of got back to it, or it was in the room. Yeah, it, it would be in the room, like, in the most secure place we could put it, All basically. right, so uh, are you leaving it in the room while you step out, or are you... Hey, uh, I think, like, considering how everyone's, like, uh, how everyone's, like, listening to us and watching us now, I've got a real weird idea, but bear with me on this. Let's take the armor out for a walk, go out into the middle of the woods somewhere, just kind of have a talk about what we want to do next, away from prying eyes and ears. Yeah, let's definitely go to the woods. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to leave the armor here, though. Yeah, no, I think the woods <laughs> is a good place for us to go. West? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go Okay. West. Um, Once we're away from here, I suggest going to anywhere but the west and the woods. Yeah, Are once we're out of the room where we can't be hurt anymore. Yeah, yeah. So you hop into the armor, at least um, Scratch is in the armor, um, if not all three of you. Um, it's later at night, and most of the you can easily see where most of the town that's still awake is. They're by the stadium and the bars and taverns in that direction. Let's... How much of a of a to do would it be to load this onto the wagon and then take the wagon out and come back, or would that be a bit that, much? I feel like that'd be very noticeable. Okay, people would be like, "Wait, are you guys leaving already?" Okay, well let's let's slip out then with the, as much as we can with yeah. the armor, and uh, I can roll stealth checks because I'm good. I'll stay out to run interference if I okay. need to. Yeah. I mean, if we we have like the cloth from the cape and stuff, like you could just lower it out the window to me that's true or or scratch could jump into the legs and then jump to the ground uh you absolutely can do it that way <laughs> if you want to or you could just walk it out because i mean right yeah no anyway i was planning on walking it out but if we're going out the window i want to jump out <laughs> but uh, you know more people might see us going out the front door which is something i hadn't really all right like, jump it out the window so. i'll leave jump it the out front. the window <laughs> yeah. you, okay so tama leaves from the front while well, tama's leaving from front scratch roll a um Wait, wait, can we have uh, Merrick go around to the bot, like, outside under the window to tell me when the coast is clear? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Let's that's basically, yeah, that's where I've been hanging out. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Since the legs are just controlled, roll an acrobatics check with disadvantage. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know if you've ever had a... Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, pretty close. Uh, roll, uh, 15. So what Merritt notices is that, Tama, you walk around and you actually get all the way around before Scratch <laughs> is able to maneuver this right. But you're being careful because you recognize as you're going out, you have the legs. There's no core on this armor. Like, there's no coarse yeah. body strength on it. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like arms up holding well, it. Uh, I feel like Scratch, you know, knowing the armor as, uh, as she does, and, you know, she's aware that, you know, she's just got the legs and there's no core, no, you know, no control for the arms or anything. Uh, I figure she just, you know, jumps out and, like, manages to swing the torso down so that, like, the arms flop in front and manage to catch the ground right as they get to the bottom. <laughs> you just, like, walk it up to the edge, <laughs> get it to flop forward and just do a perfect flip. <laughs> <laughs> if you rolled a much higher roll, that would have been yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, and so Scratch 
uh, uh, kind of like runs and gets the torso forward, gets the momentum, gets the torso forward, the arms flop down, and then lands one foot, one knee, two arms down in a perfect three-point stance, like uh, <laughs> like the armor is about to then come off the line and tackle someone. <laughs> you, uh, Tama, Merritt, uh, you both get to see this. Both of you two roll perception. Some drunk in the alley watching this whole thing happen. <laughs> That's a seven. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Tom is just totally Wait, focused on the 18. spectacle. 18. Uh, Tama, you are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Merit, you uh, look around and you are very confident that the only cat saw you, saw that happen. In fact, when you look around at an 18 perception, you are pretty confident that this section of town, I mean, this is the inn that doesn't have any booze or food. <laughs> so it's not really that popular late at night for the nightlife of Davidstown. So, you know, it's it's mostly by the stadium. Of course, the Wendy's is popping because Wendy's are always popping. <laughs> Especially these days. You Club Wendy's is what me Wendy's and my bros call stoner menu to be popping. Jack in the Box has it on lock. Uh, so you all can see that there's no one around to really even notice you. Excellent. All right, we head in the direction where uh, people are not. Not west and uh, not the western woods. Yeah, not yeah. the western woods. <laughs> uh, is there a good spot we have seen kind of in the general area that looks like we could step out of town fairly easily and meet down by like a pond somewhere? somewhere yeah, there's, we'd have there's actually there's some beach off of the ways of the docks that sort of meander around from the because uh, I mean like you're kind of by the docks and of course there's some people sleeping on their boats mm -hmm. or 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 just hanging out there. But like there's beach in either direction that's quite and it's kind of the rocky beach of a northern island it's pretty easy to go off in the distance and not be seen yeah let's go somewhere where we can be obscured by rocks yeah. away from everything and have a a real conversation Merritt just looks sadly at every inn we pass by just sad to be losing a real bed so soon <laughs> uh so you're obscured by Cliffside. Really made a lot of progress in this episode. This is going to be like a 30-minute episode. You, you. Um, uh, you're at the Cliffside. You're hidden. You just had some. Okay. We've managed to leave the building. All right, I'm going to focus up. I want to do this one. We're out yeah. the Cliffside. There's right. rocks. There's rocks. You're hidden. We're you can talking. hear. Obviously, it's cold. It's you know colder. Um, uh, and you're uh, even your your conversation is obfuscated by the noise of the shore. All right, well, I take a deep breath of the sea air and let out a long sigh, half of relief and half of disgust mm. uh, of the current situation. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, we really stepped in it, didn't we? Well, you know, can't really be helped, I think. I think we, we did the best we could, all things considering, you know, with the giant hole opening up in the earth. Yeah, I'm just worried about the ramifications of this whole thing now there's this whole added layer of complication of inspector dickhead knowing too much and having evidence now yeah. apparently they're in our room now watching us <laughs> um, they've heard everything we've said they know we are going to our boss mm -hmm. um, I think it's pertinent to get to him sooner than later like if we can do it tonight how's this I head into town get a dreamstone and come right back 
That way we don't have to march the armor back in. We don't have to leave it alone. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like I can handle going and buying something and staying out of trouble, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. This gives me time to pet Jancy and just mutter angrily (laughs) about this inspector. Jancy! <laughs> Jancy is not a Pokemon. It is a tiny little baby mimic backpack. So of course, Jancy's a Pokemon. Look at him. Uh, Jancy's, Jancy. Jancy's a Digimon. <laughs> G- Digimon just talk. Oh. <laughs> don't don't make fun of Jancy. That's really a not nice. Jancy's a child and has only learned its name. So that's wow. Merritt and Scratch are going to hang out on the shore. Yeah. Tama, you're going to head in to try and find uh, access to a dream spell of some sort. Mm-hmm. A dream stone, a dream scroll, something like yeah. that. Yeah. We'll, we'll follow Tama for a bit here. So and do you want to take Jancy? Um, but like as something a little bit safer to keep things in. I don't know how common muggings are at night in this place. It's well, a smaller town. I mean, it's mu- but... Jancy would protect Oi, it, but I'm I mean... David the mugger. <laughs> I mean, if they're going to lift my bag, they're going to lift my bag. And the only difference is they're going to get bit a little bit before they get our stuff. Yeah, like if you're still present, though, like it could be a distraction. I mean, I'll take Jancy with me. That's fine. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to take the little fellow with us. Me. Okay, so you got Jancy. It makes me feel like you're not traveling alone. It makes me feel safer for you. Okay, I put put Jancy on. All right, it's just you and me tonight, buddy. And I uh, quickly uh, head towards uh, the marketplace. There are two places. Now, you had already been in David's Dandy Doodads, which is where you got Jancy. Um, And then uh, the only other place that you think might have something like that is the Sea Serpent Spine, which is the bookstore. In uh, Midland and most of the fold, a bookstore is going to have fictional novels. It's going to have research materials and it's going to have, you know, arcane, arcane shit. Like that's sort of like their three phases. So the study of magic, the study of history and science and then, the, you know, entertainment. Right. But uh, most places will have that. You haven't been in the Sea Serpent Spine, so both of them look like someone is in them. They're both kind of near each other. They're roughly within a couple blocks or, or a block of each other or so. Uh, which one do you want? Bookstore or bubble store? I'll go to the Sea Serpent Spine first. Sea Serpent Spine first. Uh, when you approach the Sea Serpent Spine, uh, it's like open, open in the way that the door itself is actually open. Uh, the oil lanterns that are uh, set up to light it up at night are all on fully. Uh, when you walk in, you are met with a wall of uh, bookcases. You actually have to go in and turn immediately left to get around the bookcases to get into the store proper. The this- sounds of jazz and beat poetry flow from the back room. Pain. It's what I feel. In my heart. Society. <laughs> so, I like how you turned into the Joker right at the end. Uh, as you, as the snaps calm down from the beat poetry happening in the corner, <laughs> back corner of the bookstore, while people spit, sip impossibly small beverages from impossibly small mugs uh, uh, with very tiny looped handles on them, uh, you notice behind the counter. 
uh, a person who just finished up his snapping and returns his fingers to pet his lavish bookstore cat. The clerk behind the counter goes back to reading some sort of... it. It's not even really a book. It's almost like a pamphlet or something. Reading some sort of pamphlet, putting it aside between three stacks and then grabbing the next pamphlet from a pile. It looks like he's reading over things and organizing them by some sort of category. If you tell me this person's name is Moonshadow and they're really into spiritualism, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> uh, Alright, I approach the front counter. Uh, a good evening to you. Ah, uh, yeah, um... The coffee machine is over there. That's going to percolate some bean beverage for you. And if you want to sign up for the the open performance space, I believe there's still space there. And he doesn't even really look at you. He goes back. He's not not like dismissively. He's just still reading his pamphlet. As uh, tempting as bean juice sounds, I was actually more interested in scrolls. He looks up at you, or rather down, because he is sitting on a stool at a counter, yeah. and you are uh, uh, a bit shorter. Um, and it's a very young-looking man, maybe like 15, 16, uh, uh, kind of a crappy mustache of that age. And he, he squints a little bit, moves hand from cat to tiny, minuscule cup of sipping bean juice, and then puts it back. Uh, and then goes... Oh, what kind of what kind of scrolls are you looking for? Are you interested in the in the Arcana? Is that is that something I can help you with? Yes, and his eyes uh, kind of like lighten up a bit. I am a practitioner of an uh, of the Arcana and also a hopeless romantic. I collect uh, dream scrolls as I travel. As uh, you may tell, uh, I have many uh, many folks I find along the road that I like to send sweet nothings to. Oh, a letter, a letter through dream. What could be closer to love? Well, a dream scroll. We have, we have, hold on. He gets up from his stool. Uh, you notice at this point when he s sits uh, or, or stands up fully, he's definitely in that period of puberty where every part of his body is wrongly shaped for itself. Oh, no. um, his arms are too short, but his shoulders are too wide. It's a very weird look. The growing pains are tough for this poor, <laughs> poor kid. He goes back into the stacks while it's happening, and he pulls out a dream scroll um, for you. It is nicely rolled up and then inserted into a tube and labeled on the outside, dream scroll, Scroll good for one use of the dream spell. Uh, he's like, all right, that'll be fine. That'll be, oh, uh, looks like we have it on sale right now. 4,500 guild. Yeah, and he looks at you and he's like, all right, will you be paying for that in guild or items to trade or? What uh, currencies do you accept? <laughs> Unfortunately, I am short on the guild. Okay. That said, I'm certain there is something we can work out. I am sure as a young entrepreneur and uh, purveyor of fine goods, there's something with uh, that somebody with my talents could possibly do for you. I am uh, quite the talented bard and have a small party of friends who could uh, help out if need be. What What is the price of inspiration? Does he have someone he wants to sing to? You could inspire or, him. Ooh, or perhaps my 
talent is romantic. Is there someone you fancy that I could help along the way? It's almost as if you hear merit in your head giving you romantic <laughs> advice. Stop it. Yeah. Um, that, that is a hundred percent. Okay. Please do this. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's like you always think in the terms of a poet merit always thinks in the terms of, uh, of an average youth, which though you are not old, you, you grew up wholly in a different culture and certainly have been more than half a decade past since you've had the sort of like young man's game and you're noticeably older than this David in front of you. Noticeably older, looking like a human child. <laughs> you looking like a human child. <laughs> and so a child asks a teenager if there's anyone he fancies. <laughs> and it gets weirder from there. So there's no one I fancy at the moment. However, you said you were a bard, person of eloquence. Well, right now, we happen to be doing a beat poetry competition. I need a patent of nobility. And though... <laughs> I need a patent of nobility. Um, <laughs> woo, Night's Tale. Um, <laughs> uh, we happen to be doing a beat poetry competition, and I'd be more than happy to forego the prize if you're traveling bard to allow you to use the scroll if you like. That is, if you could win the poetry competition, if you are indeed a man of words. Why? I think that's right up my alley. I shall enter. We're going to cut back. Scratch and Merit, you're kind of hanging out, I guess, on the beach with the armor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think at this point, Scratch is like, uh, is out of the armor. It's just kind of like standing there. She's like leaning up on it or something. But yeah. How are you passing the time? Just staring out at the sky? <laughs> Probably finding a, a place to, like, rid myself of whatever is left of, of the pies and seafood in me from this terrible day of eating. Um, Which and then just recovering from all the glass cuts. Covering from all the glass. Yeah. mostly just like silently fuming at the the situation we're stuck in, and I'm back. Talk to fucking lord, stupid jailer, justice, blood fucker. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy is a real problem. I um, if he wasn't such a, in such a position of providence, you know, I'd say there are probably some ways to take care of someone like that, but, uh... If we just knew where he had the evidence. Right? Was, uh, fire! Fire! Fire helps. Thanks. Yeah, right? I'm saying. Yeah, no, I like the way you think. That's, uh... You know, accidents happen. Um... Actually, yeah, I wonder if we could find out where that evidence is. Because the way I see it, the way I see it, we have two options. And they're not mutually exclusive. One, one option is we tell Lord Morningstone about the um, uh, attempt to blackmail us. I don't think he would take very kindly to that. Uh, on the other hand, I'm not too confident that he would actually do anything about it. Um, I think it's worth bringing up just as a, you know, it's not like we sealed all things around this. Yeah. Uh, there's some people who know 
that we stepped in for him. So I think that's worth mentioning, mm-hmm. but you're right. He might not give a shit and just be like, yeah, no, do what you need to do to cover it up and move on. I don't give a fuck about you or your pride or anything else about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and exactly. He would. Uh, that's probably one of the things that he would say, most likely, based on my experiences with him, is, you know, do whatever you need to do to cover this up. Uh, and so, which brings me to the second option, um, which, you know, inspired by what you said earlier, uh, because I agree, maybe we should find out where they're keeping that recording and... Yeah, as... You know, who knows, maybe a cow kicks over a lantern. Right? Right? There's all these people who suddenly came into town, because, because we weren't expecting as many people as showed up, like, it ended up being a bigger event than we were expecting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of strangers around. Mm Mm-hmm. Um unsavory sorts something so question we know we all of us know and understand that recording devices require like a constant input of magic yeah so something to consider if we did go back to our rooms is if we can find like something whatever's recording that room mm-hmm. has to be constantly giving it power ah uh, yeah something's powering that somewhere yeah maybe we could trace maybe we could you know do something with that information tra- whether it's trace it or like find who made it or is the thing that's powering it yeah I'm a hundred yeah no that sounds like a good plan so let's just <laughs> ditch this now <laughs> Tom will come back to emptiness <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, for, for like television A B plot lines, it would be better if you just left now. But like, yeah. for a reasonable common sense choice, why would you ditch the armor and leave it? Oh um, no, we'd take the armor with us. I don't know. <laughs> they're just, they're just gone. Jump back into the room, the ground floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do. <laughs> so and then and I then, get in the arms. We just. Ruin the exterior of the building. <laughs> yeah. Forcing arm, <laughs> yeah, climb holes. There you go. So then Tama comes back to find nobody at the beach. Finds out that we climbed back into the room with the armor, and then we went on a mission to just go find and burn your, down the on building. On your way Holy back, you just hear crashing and just look two streets down, and we're just there on the side of the building. I just see smoke in the distance. So I'm like. I- Damn it. (laughs) Big crowd of people surrounding us, watching us climb. So I suppose I do have to ask as the DM, do you and uh, do Merit and Scratch try to (laughs) investigate the source potentially of the recording before Tama gets back? Yeah, so I'd say if if we felt like there was any time urge, it'd probably be good for you to go try to find it and I just like stay here at the armor (laughs) with the armor on the bank. Um, It's up to to you. Merit's kind of like, yeah, I want to know. Fuck these guys. (laughs) (laughs) On the one hand, it would make more sense to wait. On the other hand, I'm kind of amused by the idea of us just going three separate ways. <laughs> Merit just playing with the stick on a riverbank. <laughs> Merit literally just making sand angels with the armor laying on his back. Just the wings portion. Just, yeah. <laughs> then scoots down to the legs to move them, then scoots back up to the arms. 
This crash comes fast. Like you got sand in every <laughs> joint possible. That's, the problem. that's why. That's why Scratch hates sand. It's coarse. <laughs> oh it's God. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Scratch will go and uh, run and see because that's something that Scratch could probably do on yeah. her own. Um. Three-way split. So that you know <laughs> if something goes party. wrong with me, how many times can you do your alarm thing, or do you does that take a spell? Are you able to so, do that? Yeah, it's a level one spell slot. I can cast it. Um, I have. I, I think we had a long rest, right? Nope. No. Nope. We oh, okay. <laughs> then so I, I don't still know if we have, have one. Any. I still have one spell slot available. We probably should say that. Yes. Um. Uh. So if Scratch goes. Do we have anything that would? make some like noticeable sparks or like I was I know I like I don't have anything like flare or anything like that but I'm like <laughs> if so, something goes real wrong and what I need to like make scratch? any kind of din or something like that like yeah I can just like take a stick and hit the armor so it makes a loud sound but like honestly alarm is probably a good idea in this situation I just yeah my only concern was like running you out of your last spell slot yeah no, it's all good. Um, we're near the end of the day anyway, so uh, yeah, I will go ahead and cast that. Uh, so yeah, I've got alarm set up and it will alert both you and me mentally. Uh, we're gonna cut back to Tama, Smart David, which is this David's name. He's introduced himself. Smart <laughs> David um, looks at you and is like, yeah, just put your name on the sign-up sheet there. And uh, you know, if the level of snap ferocity is highest with your uh, uh spoken word piece then uh will you know then any other competitor we will we will let you use the dreaming spell scroll i think that's fair uh does this crowd seem to be snapping more ferociously for romance or tragedy roll, roll uh, perception on that one uh would insight be more they're not you confined by your genres man 21 21 uh you feel like this crowd likes tragedy done yeah um so the crowd is surrounded around it's a bunch of young people um you notice something with a 21 insight and and just being able to take some time to glance around the room you notice that no one in this crowd is probably 18 years or older which is why no one in this crowd is at a bar right now um <laughs> where they probably wouldn't be super comfortable with a bunch uh. of Young kids, there are. I'm a super rare teenagers. race. They probably have no idea I'm not a kid. The, yeah, <laughs> most teenagers, uh, uh, mostly teenagers, but even some like 11, 12, like just on the cusp, uh, mature children. Everybody's drinking way too much bean juice at this point. <laughs> um, you can see the hands on some of them shaking, but they're <laughs> so having a bunch of kids holes working overtime in this yeah, establishment. Yeah. These kids are caffeinated at 10 o'clock at night and ready to talk <laughs> about their feelings. You go to the sign-up sheet. It's literally labeled Living Journal. And uh, uh, you can put your name in it and you see people's names usually have like design flourishes around them and they obviously aren't their names. They're like their stage names like uh, Forever at Loss XOXX. I sign up as Tassilius, the Speaker of the Lost. Yeah, they, 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 it, it feels nice. like the Living Journal likes that. And and so you watch 
I am going to roll. You are going to, I'm not going to recite a bunch of old poetry for this, but I will give you one based off of the rolls. Okay. I'm going to roll three times. Okay. These are the three people preceding you. You didn't feel like while you were talking with Smart David that any one was particularly good. There was not an eruption of snapping. Yeah, there's not an eruption. <laughs> Someone that literally screams because they broke their fingers. They snap so hard. Oh, That's my right. goal tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to roll three times. All right. So the first person that comes up delivers a fairly straightforward poem about their father leaving them when they were a younger child um but it takes a twist weirdly at the end when the dad comes back like an hour later and so you thought it was going to be about loss but the child doesn't actually have that struggle the youth doesn't actually have that struggle so they made it like they were trying to empathize with that loss but then it came back and it seems appropriate and a little distasteful to you the second person comes up and they talk about how they'll never be in love They'll never find that person. They're too outside. They're too always looking in on humanity. This is a 12-year-old child. That oh, <laughs> is written this. Yes, Kelsey? The third one comes up and speaks obliquely about his dad as a fighter <laughs> not being there. And then in no. starting a journey <laughs> no. to leave and be gone even longer. <laughs> so the third one comes up and he talks about it's this poem where he's like time moved past my father but no. it stayed still for me he tried to grasp at clockwork mechanics to hold on but he couldn't do it and then at a moment when the hands were aligned cause even a broken clock is correct twice a day <laughs> My father and I came together, the minute hand and the hour hand, and we held our hands as we found a second hand. And now the rotations began, not only of time, but of gears. Rotations are, or, 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 rotations, step, step, tick, tock, one, two, the fighting, the combat, the battle. My dad always resisting change even though it's inevitable on a clock even a broken one but we polished it up we dusted ourselves off we dusted the clock off we fixed all the little pieces and mechanics and it started running smooth and at the moment I thought it would strike midnight and we'd hear the bells <laughs> and then this kid just falls apart and there is no snapping for this child it's super uncomfortable he's probably 14 I snap uh, you snap Thomas snaps <laughs> one lone snap. everyone looks at one person snapping and now it's your turn Tama is anyone smoking in the room yeah pretty much everyone's smoking oh, yeah. in the room <laughs> <laughs> including the 11 and 12 year olds yeah. so i uh walk up to the stage i pause for a moment for there to be a hush i take a deep uh draw off of a pipe and let out a large cloud that i imbue with magic uh to start swirling around me like ocean waves and i start by saying this is a story 
about how the only thing that can drive two lovers apart is a force of nature. Out where the stones stand like thrones beside the ocean, out where the waves make a grave of the sea, the lovers struggled in the middle of the tempest, and water angrily crawled up into the beach. I said, hold my hand and stay with me, we'll be released. But the tide clung like an anchor to her feet, and though he tried to make the water line recede, it pulled her out into the sea. He could not break apart the waves to bring her safely back in. He watched her hand break through the surface once, then disappear again. Forever wait inside the sea, for me, my dear, I hear you. You speak in every curling wave, and sing in every violent breeze. Someday, not far away from here, my dear, I swear I'll see you, and we will hear the seraphs cry. They will still envy you and I. How they envy you and I. All right, Tama. I need you to roll performance with advantage and add one of your own bardic inspirations to it. Okay. Two ones. <laughs> Don't you curse us like that. Snake eyes. 31. Ooh. With with your bardic? With my bardic. Nice. Ah, very good. So <laughs> I rolled a six on the bardic and a 17 on the die. And oh, I have an eight. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> an eight. So they snap. Some people are actually beginning to tear up, which is hard to get teenagers to do. Um, uh, especially when they're over-caffeinated and filled with tobacco Welcome to nicotines. adult feelings. Um, uh, they've never heard anything so great. None of them recognize this as anything pre-written. They think you're just doing it off the dome. They are just, like, blown away by someone who actually knows how to craft poetry. <laughs> just like... I've never heard anything that amazing. Oh, and to give credit where credit's due to yeah. the viewers and listeners at home, uh, that's a poem or lyrics from a band called Law Dispute, Fall Down, Never Get Back Up Again. They're uh, great if you want to be sad. <laughs> Smart David looks and he brushes his hair off to the side. You're just now noticing that he has one of those little side swoops. Oh, um, God, brushes his hair <laughs> off to the side. Bad mustache side kinda swoop. Looks at you kind of kind of like shyly is the wrong word like looks at you almost like vulnerably but like like masked vulnerability it's like yes I notice you I notice you you don't just deserve snaps. I might be giving you the dream spell scroll, but you've given us a dream tonight. Um, I accept the dream scroll humbly. I bow to the crowd, and uh, if they wish, I, I will stay for an encore, which I'm not going to perform in real life. There's already <laughs> another person performing okay. a much worse poem than you. Well, David was giving you. The... Okay, well, I won't go crap on the rest of the performances. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll, just uh, uh, I'll, I'll say thank you very much. And, uh, you know, I just, this is quite the establishment, what you're doing here, spreading poetry. I want you to understand you in this establishment are creating young bards. And that, that is what spreads truth and love to the world. Thank you for what you've done. He takes the compliment, <laughs> but like there's a part of you that recognizes as he takes it 
that you may have fed into something that is already potentially going to be a problem for smart David, <laughs> which is his sense of importance in David's town about bringing art forward. But you know, that's what you get for supporting an artist. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you give him a call, you pay him a nice compliment and you inflate their ego. Yeah, there is nothing good. You either need to tear them down or nothing. Steve, what's um, that like? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very bad. Um, anyway, uh, so Tama, you'll head back toward the beach. Scratch. All right, so you're going back to the room to try and investigate where the thing recording is being fed into. Right. I am going to need you to roll a stealth check. All right. This is not a very high. Oh, yeah. How are you trying to get yeah, how are you trying to get back there? Are you going out on the outside or are you walking through the center? So is there is there anybody that's like that would see me just going in the normal way? Uh yeah, there will always be a clerk at the front of some kind, but that is essentially it. There's Those one person. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna be like walk past him and say good day to you. I know what you did and it broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um I'll just walk in past. Past him? Yeah. All right. I don't mind him seeing me walk in normally. You, roll stealth. This will simply decide you're basically rolling my perception on him. Okay. Uh, that is 13 total. 13 total? Yeah. All right. He's not looking to pay attention. He didn't know that anyone had come out, so why would he do it? Uh, uh, he's looking at some sort of uh, magazine of some kind, some periodical that's published. It's not in a magazine in the style that we know them in the modern real world, but it's essentially a bound, thin book. Doing the thing where he, like, leans back in the chair and pulls out a centerfold that nobody can see but him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just so that this can remain a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so you walk back to the room just straight through. Uh, again, it's fairly late. There's no booze here. Why would anyone? Hanging out? Why would anyone? Any booze in this building has got those little tags on them anyway. Yeah, they. Yeah, they don't even have that. They don't. They. They have. They have. Oh no! That's they have alcohol-free the beer. Worst. Though. Oh, oh uh, God. Uh, nonetheless, fifteen dollars so per can. Room. So tell me what Scratch investigating a room for the source of magic would be like. All right. So do we already know where the thing was like looking at us? Like when he was explaining how he already saw everything, did he, he like he point at where it was? Or no, anything no, like he didn't. He didn't. He didn't okay. give you an indication. So we don't know where it is. We just know that there is definitely something recording us yeah. in here. He saw you modifying the armor, which means it must be in the warehouse room. Yep. Which also means that there's not a lot of places it could easily hide. Yeah. Since as I it's described, the like warehouse room is a portable hole a toilet seat basically <laughs> and a warehouse because there's nothing there's nothing and, and and some cots like there's no walls of privacy as was mentioned early on in this <laughs> where this room serves two very specific purposes to work on armor or to just stare at someone while you're pooping I guess <laughs> Or stare at someone while they're pooping. Or stare at someone, or be stared upon while pooping. I don't know that I want to hang out with the person who rents the room specifically for the staring and pooping part. <laughs> but yeah, and so... Uh, so I guess... Not to uh, shame anyone. Scratch would start out by, like, trying to look at basically any exposed surface, like wall, ceiling, floor, that had a line of sight to where uh, we were working on the armor. Uh, she would also check to see if there are any... There's any, like, sort of line of sight to anything, like, outside the windows uh, or anything. investigate. All right. That's 20. 
Dirty 20. Dirty 20. All right. With the Dirty 20, it takes you a little bit. You begin digging around uh, the corners. It's not by the windowsill, which is, of course, mostly broken glass or the other window. Um, uh, it is not near the portable hole because Scratch absolutely would have noticed something different about that portable hole. <laughs> um, since Scratch is on portable holes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you notice in the corner of a room in what looks like just a normal siding crack. Like, or not a siding crack, a normal paint crack where it kind of chips away, which makes sense. You're in a Sea Harbor town. Paint tends to peel. You notice that there's just a little bit more space there than there should be. So up in the ceiling in the corner, which is Scratch can easily crawl up to. Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. Fucking this room up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Scratch is going to bring her artificer tools up with her, you know, like hook hook them onto her belt or whatever uh, when she climbs up there. And she's going to start inspecting that area real close. All right. I need you to roll an arcana check and add on top of whatever you currently have, add your proficiency bonus again for the artificer tool. Plus seven total. All right. That's a 24. Ooh. Uh, you find it immediately. It's just wedged in there. Oh, okay. And you are with your artificer tools trying to figure out, you know, sort of like, I, I think you had said you wanted to figure out, like, can you trace where the bond of the energy, if it's yeah. actively recording? And it is actively recording right now. Okay. Um. Uh, so you... Wait, scratch waves into the... Waves into the little stone, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Um, you, uh, uh, but with your artificer tools, you can tell that it's actively recording. Normally, magic is extremely invisible. Like, there's, no, like, unless a caster wants to make it visible, it is not. This kind of pouring of energy. But because you're an artificer and because you do things for show all the time... Uh, you figured out how to make just the general substance and energies of magic visible, uh, specifically to whatever degree you like. Take your uh, goggles that you have for welding and set them to help minimize the bright yellows, reds, and whites of what would normally be something that would be sharp in your eyes. But what that does is it further enhances the cool color spectrum and you can set it so that it's like maybe like a little blue. Yeah. A little blue misty thing, like a video game when you're in Witcher Vision. (laughs) Sort of like showing you the path. Oh, I see there's a mission trail here. Exactly. (laughs) And so, yeah. I call it my objective finding glasses. (laughs) But yeah, uh, so with cool. your goggles, mm-hmm. you manage to do that. It's nighttime. Um, it's not like the best time for this, but you can kind of see an energy going back and it just kind of goes back into David's town. Um, it's hard to see at a distance, so you'd have to follow it along if you were going to follow it along. But you can see that if you move the stone, it's it the like the thread follows the stone back okay. to its origin point. Yeah. So you could theoretically move the stone with you. Okay. Almost as if a spellcaster couldn't possibly disenchant this without being in its presence. <laughs> so it's just recording no matter where you bring it. Cool. Okay. So two questions. Uh, are there any, is there any sort of identifying mark on like physically on the stone or like some sort of signature in the enchantment that would tell 
uh, anyone, like, who it belongs to or where its origin is. Um, no, even with the, tw with the 24 Arcana, I can confidently tell you that you are confident there isn't. Okay, cool. Like, it is obviously requires a powerful mage to be juicing it for this long. But. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then the second question, I guess, would be, do I have the capability, like, once I'm done using it to track down the location, to deactivate it? You don't have um, dispel magic as a spell, right? Yeah, no, I don't have dispel magic, but like, is it something that like with my artificer tools, I could like just like, I don't know, do something to the enchantment to like make it stop transmitting or... Roll either an, uh, roll a, uh, uh, either a, uh, arcana check or a wisdom. What if, what if we pour hot lead on it? Oh, that, you know, <laughs> just, I feel like that would definitely neutralize it. It'd just be, it's like, it's just black. <laughs> uh, that is a 25 for the Arcana check. Um, as, it's weird. It's like you can hear each other. You've spent so much time together. You just hear Merit. Well, you're looking just, at this being like, I can't dispel it. Cover that bitch up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, I can't figure this out. If only um, we had a magical critter that we could hide in something like that in its belly to create. It, yeah, I can't just figure this out. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, like, there's no mark on this. I don't have to spell magic, so I can't do that. You hear it, and then you hear, "Cover this bitch up." Um, uh, and you said that Jancy can break down okay. anything when it eats it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. All right, so you did say that. You so did say that. Scratch mm -hmm. is definitely going to be walking around with it in her pocket so that it yeah. doesn't like see anything. What Scratch wants to know is can she deactivate the transmitting capability? Like, can she alter the function of it? Like, basically, can she, with her tools, find, like, the magic play, pause, record, whatever buttons to, like... Are you trying to put it on a loop? Feed? Uh, maybe that, maybe... Basically, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, like, once I'm done using this to find the origin, I want to take it and use it for my own... And, oh, like, experiment oh, yeah. with it um, uh, you think with a bit of time, honestly, you could probably figure out how to do this long-term stone recording thing. Okay. Um, uh, cool. the, it is a combination of both the object and the caster mm -hmm. to be able to use it. But yeah, you definitely get that vibe that says, Sweet. says like you can definitely sense how it's connected to what you already can do. Yeah. And, okay. and you're like, you're like, this is a more powerful object, even though it's made to make look incredibly pedestrian. I'd say with the, <laughs> so, with your 24 and 25, yeah, you yeah, definitely know sweet. that. Right now, you're able to obfuscate its view by just putting it in a pocket and some such. Uh, later, you will be able to study it. But it can still hear audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost certainly. So Scratch is going to slip it into her pocket and uh, start... Basically just following the trail. Uh, Do we have any of those talking stones left that we can just put next to it constantly talking? <laughs> just I like think repeating. Scratch is burnt for the day on those. I just meant, so do they go oh, away? No, or the ones don't. that we already have, yeah, you that we already those. made, can we just put them in there with it so it's just constantly getting garbage chatter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my we... name is Lanek and this is my favorite store in Davidstown. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have one more magical tinkering. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh, okay. So uh, Scratch is basically going to um, 
She's basically gonna take the uh, one, uh, I don't know, a nearby rock or stone yeah. or coaster or something, and like tinker it so that it's just a six-second loop of like rock her whispering like ASMR like into it. It's like, <laughs> and then like set it right next to the um, right next to the other stone in her pocket. It's so vile. Why would she say that? <laughs> oh, God, I, I can't keep listening to this. It's Every time it makes me sicker. <laughs> so, Scratch, you are following the trail? Yep. All right. We are going to cut back to Merit. Merit, what have you been doing with the armor now that you've had it all by yourself? <laughs> Lou, 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 I've got I'm some pretty apples. sure he just like had a stick and just like went around the outside of the alarm perimeter just writing no-no zone. <laughs> so Merit's got the no-no zone on board. Um... Uh, there, oh, there's no. a tagline for Merit, that episode. I'm sorry, say that sentence again. Merritt's got the no-no zone on lock. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, That's the uh, sound bite. Is that what, is that what, is that what Merritt's been doing? Uh, well, we don't get a lot of alone time. <laughs> Merritt, you uh, lock down the no-no zone. And nothing nothing really happens at the beach. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and, like, there's... There's nothing there. Nothing Crack can really sneak, sneak mm. up on you. It's just a nice night in the ocean. The sky is beautifully star-covered. Um, and yeah, you're, you've been frustrated, right? You've been frustrated yeah, that you've been being contained. Mm, yeah, and so like, well, it's after, after I was done pouting is when I when, when marriage kind of like went around riding his no-no zones eventually he'd probably just I'd, I'd just walk up to the armor and just be like I also was like not like touching a lot but like like well, just look at this a bit more we might be in it some more yeah <laughs> it seems like this is nothing you've ever dealt with before you grew up comfortably middle class you went to school yeah, there'd be people that would be mean to you sometimes, and there were people that were your friends, and occasionally you were on the right or wrong side of bullying, and, and all those s- situations. Yeah, for the most part, like, Merit spent a lot of time, like, beating up other bullies, yeah, exactly. feeling like he was being righteous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, like Just I said... dunking on kids with home problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, but you definitely had a pretty pretty straightforward life and now in the span of like a 24 hour period you have had to dance around possible threats you've jumped out of a window through broken glass there's a lot Um, more camping than i was thinking about yeah there was a lot more (laughs) camping than you were thinking about you aren't sure at first it seemed like okay it's a little campier little little like straight up like rough in it living, but like Lanik is good. Tama and Scratch seem to be like know what they're about and have their dynamic and they seem to like you well enough. You're like, and you can help Scratch with the armor. You have helped Scratch with the armor. You're like, maybe this is right. And so this is the first time now that you've had like a real long moment to breathe by yourself without either of the others. Oh no. Merit like we've we've meant I've mentioned this before. Merritt is absolutely like terrified about the future because again he is it's like I have no position to go home to at home. I already kind of failed at that, and this felt like it could be something cool, so I really don't want to go home yet and just kinda like 
it's probably stewing on that a lot. Like after he's done looking at the armor, it's just kind of like, well, now it's only me out here. <laughs> well, once you finally changed your stars, you can follow your feet home. Mm. Uh, this this gr- this goblin can change his stars. <laughs> Listen to the other. Yeah, you're gonna have to listen to the freaking Patreon to understand why we keep referencing two specific movies. Um, uh, uh, join our Patreon for more A Knight's Tale content. <laughs> That's what the kids want. What the kids want is a bunch of elder millennials talking about a 15 year old movie. <laughs> Tama. Not because you've you are are being particularly on point, though you are looking for other people to find you. You see Scratch goggles on <laughs> at night, like creeping about in the direction that you're coming from, not to where you just were at the boat, but like you were walking back to the beach. And Scratch is walking in your direction. <laughs> do I see Tava? Yeah, I mean, right. I don't know. Do you see Tava? I was delayed. As they as they walk by, I just put the one finger up, mouth agape, and I was delayed by two and a half minutes of poetry. <laughs> Scratch, Scratch puts up her finger to her lips and then just keeps going. <laughs> I guess I just follow Scratch. <laughs> Scratch starts like waving her hands, like. Like nope, no, and like pointing back towards. Like, I turn around and head to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> you turn around and head to the beach. Scratch. After Scratch gives me the fuck Super off hand, slick. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go hang out with Scratch the goblin. Gives you the fuck off paw, and uh, uh, no, you try to follow Scratch, and Scratch just like quick bats at your face real fast, yeah. and you're like, fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, you see her ears go back. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need Chancy to keep you coming? You see, you, yeah. see, you see Scratch's butt just start to waggle a little bit, and you're like, that's nah, not going to be good. My monkey tail starts twitching. Mm-hmm. I can do animal things, too. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, Tama, you head back with Mary. Scratch, uh, Scratch, you follow this along to... A a back alley, not a Wendy's back alley. <laughs> a back alley. This wasn't how you approached it before, but you recognize Arby's. Um, uh, the true despair that only can surround an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> the aura of despair. The aura of giving up. Hey kid, um, would you like an extra sloppy beef and cheddar? <laughs> um, no, you 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 come back and you're at you're at. David's dandy doodads, but you're at the back entrance, and that you can see that it son of a bitch. see that it kind of floats back into the back entrance. It's not so much an alley so much as the backs of several buildings. Yeah, is it closed? Uh yeah, it does seem closed. It's it's dark inside, as okay. far as you can tell. Uh, with my. So I'm in the back, so no windows or anything. There's like little windows, right? Okay. Like All like right. little like four panel like do windows. I, do I see or hear any movement or any indication that anyone's inside? Uh, if you don't hear it from the outside here, if you get closer to the window or the wall, I will have you make another stealth check. Okay. Right. Do you have Flint and Tinder? I mean, that's. <laughs> um. Oh wait, yeah. Let me check. My yeah, we already got right what we needed from there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I have a tinderbox and a torch, and okay, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so okay, but first, I was though, kidding. <laughs> Scratch is gonna light the place on fire. Right I mean, should have gone we'll with see. her. Well, th- l- let's call that Plan D. 
I have. I like that. There's three plans in front of that. That's a good <laughs> amount of like, plans. If we can find, like, if we can find the storage and destroy it without right, yeah. destroying the whole building. Exactly. See, that's plan A. Plan D: nail the window shut, light the place on fire. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, plans B and C basically involve trying to see if there are any magical artifacts in there that we can pin the fire on or use to start the fire. So, um, okay. So basically, yeah, I'm gonna get close. I'm gonna try and sneak closer to the window and uh, uh, try and like get my face up against there, or, like put my ear up against there, see if uh, right. I can hear anything. First stealth. Stealth. That's a seven. Seven. Uh, second perception. All right. Um, but with advantage, since you rolled so low on stealth, maybe <laughs> you were too focused on trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Ooh, thank God for advantage. Uh, that's. 15 15 all right i would say that you have perception enough to immediately duck away <laughs> okay. um with a seven stealth you notice as they turn around you see several shadowy figures several all right yeah several shadowy figures you see <laughs> that the energy is going amongst them but with a 15 perception you know that one of them was kicking that energy off. Uh-huh. You don't know which one because they were all in the shadows, but it's definitely in that group. <laughs> all right. Um, you have uh, seen that there are like more than three, less than like somewhere between four or five or six figures in there. Okay. And you know that they have heard you. And so you can either stay there or run. Oh, no, I'm going back to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> can I roll stealth to try and like quietly get away from like, yeah yeah roll stealth to swear and get away uh 10 10 all right <laughs> let's let's roll that perception again god damn it gonna, <laughs> i like you today die um you don't quietly get away but because you were on the outside and you were already looking to bolt and they were on the inside and they do have to look for you um, I'm not playing it that you're going to have to do that well yeah. to outpace them. Yeah, but they, they just definitely notice I scamper away. Yeah, they they see they see some small figure in the dark that runs off in the direction. They they hear you kick a can both on the recording and out the window. <laughs> <laughs> It got real stereo. Yeah. And then followed by, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Uh, so you run back to the beach, and we're going to say that you make sure that nobody follows you back to the beach. Tama and Merritt are there. You see the no-no zone is written all around <laughs> this. You 100% don't need it explained to you. You are, uh, yeah. You're like, this is amazing. The moment Tama arrives, Merritt's just like, oh, thank God. No longer just my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> The, it, when Scratch sees the no-no zone, she's like, it's about what I expected when I left Merritt alone. <laughs> that was uh, up. Yeah. So, Good job. you have the dream scroll. Uh, Scratch, you found out some information. Yeah, so uh, I found out uh, Scratch, like, pats her, the pocket that she put the uh, stone in, and she's like, uh, so I found out uh, how they're watching us and listening to us. They're still kind of listening through here, but... Um, the, the, don't worry, they can't hear us over the stone oh, that's oh, like... All you hear is just this... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like we said it like five feet away, uh, just like oh, in a pile that is of vile. talking <laughs> That is vile, Scratch. <laughs> a lot of like... say those things? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just a lot of real upsetting stuff to make them not want to listen to that channel. Um, but yeah, and don't worry, I'll, I'll um, disable it later. But uh, right now they can't hear us over like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I tracked it. Uh, they're watching us. That they seem to have some neighborhood watch thing going on at um, David's Dandy Doodads. Uh, I saw like three or four figures in silhouette. Didn't get any details or anything, but yeah, they're um, definitely things afoot there. So I don't interesting. Know. Burn it down. Burn it down. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. perhaps weigh out some of our options and pay them a visit. <laughs> um, but before we go okay. setting any fires, maybe we should use this. And I hold up the scroll case. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. I had to do poetry for teenagers. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Man, I wish we had a recording of that. <laughs> Toma, roll Arcana for me. All right. Scratch, also roll Arcana. Merritt, you don't need to roll Arcana. You would not know about this. Uh, 16. 16? 14. So, you know that the normal sp spell scroll for Dream, or the normal spell Dream, lasts for eight hours, a full sleep cycle. And then full sleep cycle. You also know that it tends to be targeted toward one person from the caster. You see what this has done for the purposes of what David's town would normally use this for, especially something that you were described, is everyone touching the scroll when it goes out knocks out, or one person can stay awake and dismiss the spell by destroying the scroll before it lapses its time. Or two people, I guess, in y'all's case. So someone could just be there and then crumple it to wrap it up and everything. And so I'd say with the 16, it's fair for you to see that on this scroll, it's dream spell. It's a little different than a normal dream spell. It means that all of you could go into the dream. Two of you could go into the dream. We'd be extremely vulnerable with all three of us in the dream. Yeah. <laughs> what if we all crawl into the uh, armor and then we go into the dream? Sleep. And then they dismantle the armor and then kill us? <laughs> Uh, well, no. we, well, we, so we still have the arm. alarm is still on. Alarm would wake you up from the dream. Oh, it, it would wake us two up. Or the two two of them up from the dream. You, you then they'd there, be there, so. the spell scroll would be there. And then there. you could determine whether or not it was an alarm yeah. broken by somebody walking their dog lizard or something. I don't yeah. know. It's a fantasy world. <laughs> it's a fantasy world. Nobody <laughs> has dogs. Walking their fantasy dog. Walking <laughs> their fantasy dog. That's just a lizard. It's a fantasy dog. <laughs> It's hissing. <laughs> it's barking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do the armor inside the alarm thing. The alarm would wake up people triggered to it. Absolutely. <laughs> it's supposed to wake you up out of a sleep. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody make sure you piss and shit before we do this. Don't need anyone <laughs> peeing I'm, inside the armor while I, you're sleeping. I'm quite capable of managing my own faculties, but thank you for the... This is magical sleep, all right? I've seen shit. Magic sleep's different. <laughs> just trust me. Trust me. Mer just you want me to trust you on magic? Just yeah. outside the no-no zone. Just outside the no-no zone. <laughs> so Merit's you, 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 you do know the things I do aren't sleight of hand, right? I... I also understand magic fairly well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. But listen, the way we do magic here... <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. My funny ocean magic isn't... <laughs> listen, waterbender. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but no. like, no, I'm just saying. I've seen a lot of people uh, lose control of their faculties under the under magic sleep. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Thank you for the <laughs> reminder. Uh, I, I'm sure you're not. As, uh, you're not concerned because you're at the scratch head. Cat's plane magic <laughs> to a uh, to a bard that uses magic. As the front of the human centipede, you never have anything to worry about. I'm just saying. Check your privilege, centipede head. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, uh, nonetheless, God damn, I'm sorry. All right, so everyone's gone to the bathroom. <laughs> also, might I remind you, we've all been doing nothing but stuffing our faces and bellies with seafood all day. So, all day. <laughs> I mean, you, Kelsey did already cover that for there. <laughs> yeah. I figured I would just be finishing purging. We and then even had that. a scene where we went to the bathroom. <laughs> like, we've got the bathroom part covered in this campaign. We are the most bathroom-accurate <laughs> fantasy story ever to exist. Um, uh, I, I, I love this discourse, but <laughs> all right. So the three of you get into the armor. Yes. Yes. Into <laughs> the alarm spell bathroom or no. Um, and, uh, uh, the dream spell happens. It's just a triggering, uh, verbiage that's written literally on the spell. You don't need the materials or the somatic parts. Literally. You just trigger the trigger the spell verbally and all of you instantly drop to sleep your goal your target for the dream As spell we touch a thing wait should i be the one to talk to the drop to sleep your goal was to reach into rupert morning sun's dream your boss the person that controls your fates that merit is worried might potentially throw throw their only just found final safe harbor um, from from this. Scratch may lose access to the armor. Tama may have to interact with the public even more uh, and <laughs> sp spend more poetry on teenagers or drunkards. <laughs> neither of which optimal. <laughs> you fade in to a scene where there's a large meeting table that most of you are familiar with, uh, certainly Merit completely because of growing up in Haza. It's a large, long oak table, smoothly polished, and a group of indescript things. See, what's strange about dreams is that they don't actually have the details our minds remember them having. So much of it is moving impressions of people. So you might not have faces on all of the people in the background of a dream. The brain just simply doesn't fill in that much detail. It fills in what the dreamer is focused on. And the dreamer is Rupert Morningsun. An average sized man, maybe 5'9", 5'10", slightly parted, quaffed back hair in a formal, like, doublet suit almost with a jacket over it. Just fastidiously prepared he's not that old he's in his late 20s early 30s 30s perfectly clean shaven sort of a slender build nothing imposing of any kind and he's talking to this group of people he's at the head of the table the group of the people are all kind of surrounding the opposite side and when you glance at them sometimes their facial features are real clear sometimes they're blurry sometimes they're hidden in shadow but some of them are are like laughing a little bit and it looks like there's a bit of a conversation as till you approach it it's almost like you're approaching off 
screen, if you will, or off stage to a stage, like a stage show. It's almost like there's just a spotlight around this scene. Uh, before you approach or approach to interrupt this, do you talk to each other and everything? You're in this dream. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Before something awkward happens, we should probably make our presence known quickly. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, pro small problem with that. Uh, I think I'm naked. Why? <laughs> I don't you know. Look it's at, a dream. You look I'm like, I'm just literally you look at Scratch. Scratch <laughs> yeah. looks like a cat tabaxi covered in fur. It, them being Strategically naked. shaved. Yeah. <laughs> Strategically shaved with arrows as well. Um, uh, 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 Scratch. Why did you shave this way Why for did you a good save time? a bald spot landing strip? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> would you like to find out? <laughs> We've had this discussion. No. <laughs> Absolutely. So, as a naked scratch with various shaped phrases <laughs> and jokes in there for, uh, in her for Merritt and uh, Tama approach, you begin to hear Rupert Morning Sun. So I was sitting, I was walking north, and they were walking south. So here we are, we're in the city. I'm walking north, they're walking south. And she says to me, this lady, she says, Are, are, are you Rupert Morning Sun? And I'm like, you don't know my face? It's plastered everywhere. And everybody laughs, but it's not a joke. Yeah. And <laughs> Morning Sun just kind of smiles and basks in it. And he's just delivering these almost but not quite jokes. Oh, constantly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I walk Married in. Married automatically. It's just like, huh, You're like, in on. <laughs> it was the moment like, I hear people like laughing, kind of clapping. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. So clever, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I walk in, I, I take a knee and bow, and I say, My lord, I must ask forgiveness for such a personal intrusion, but we have grave news. As you say grave news, he turns, looks, and the whole scene disperses, and suddenly you're in a graveyard. And he goes, Nat, see what I did there? Grave news. And then high, goes for a high five. And then that's where we'll cut the episode. <laughs> that's uh, why Scratch likes working for hey, Morning Sun. Hey, so I threw some thunder, hey. and what I heard was Steve jump up, bat it out of the air, and go, nah, uh, uh, in my house. <laughs> and with that... Uh, that is the end of the episode. Uh, thank you very much, uh, my wonderful pit crew, uh, for uh, going out of a window and investigating things. It's Kelsey is, is 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 restless and throwing things on the ground, so we need to stop here. Um, uh, we need to stop here uh, uh, th uh, for all of you. Is there? Anything that you'd like to plug? Sure. Uh, go check out Steve and my other show where we just talk about gaming and don't actually play a game <laughs> at the roles we play. Or check me out at Leota Roleplaying. I'm Ron. I played Tama. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm Kelsey. I'll play Merit. <laughs> nope. Kelsey, play Merit. I have a uh, YouTube at uh, triple space A space Ron. That's spelled R-A-W-N. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the same place, uh, uh, same name. And I've sort of kind of started streaming recently. So you can find me on Twitch at 
Trey, T-R-E underscore A underscore Ron. Um, I like to keep my branding nice and unified that way. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, not confusing at all. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't find me there, that's fine because it's not really like, my Twitch is just a thing I kind of do as a hobby on the side. But uh, I play Doom mods now. I guess that's my thing. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to watch some Doom mods, uh, the uh, sexy one? The, uh, I haven't done that yet, but no, that should that totally... seems up your alley. Like, yeah, you need no, to play that's hundred percent something I should do. So I've been doing like the weird Doom wads, like uh, anything that I can find that's like very different from normal Doom. So uh, I, there's a survival horror one that I've been playing called Solace Dreams. It like totally nice. converts it into like this first person Silent Hill slash Fatal Frame ish kind of game. Um, and there's a Castlevania mod that I just recently discovered. Uh, so yeah, stuff like that. And then, of course, uh, you can find everything related to Low Armor Cast at lowarmorcast.com. You can go and support us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash lowarmorcast, or find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, at the low AC. Stephen Kelsey, your game mother, punching in to thank our most recent patron, Kyle Schaefer. Thank you very much, Kyle Schaefer, for joining the Patreon and supporting the show. If others would like to join the Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash lowarmorcast. You can get Shop Talk episodes, which is our talkback series, our spare parts, which is every bit of bonus content, one-offs, background histories, movie reviews, whatever we decide to do that month, and Q&As and other talk sessions with me, your game mother. So lowarmorcast.com or patreon.com slash lowarmorcast will get you to the patreon and once again thank you kyle for joining our patron uh and of course dying of exposure as well just put nat in front of it and you'll find it uh on the on the interwebs uh we update every uh, every monday every other monday for the main feed and for the patreon users they get the uh talkback episodes and the bonus content on opposite weeks but until when you remember to do it <laughs> but until next time i've been your game mommy steve thank you very much everyone that's listening and we'll see you in a couple weeks bye 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 God, can yeah. we have a transformation sequence, like a like a magical girl transformation sequence when we <laughs> Every see yeah. touch fingers. It's that moment that Tama lifts up the cape and scurries inside. <laughs> it's the least. <laughs> lifts up the cape, scurries in, trips, falls. <laughs> Ow, shit. <laughs> <laughs> scoot over, scoot over. Okay. Never discussed okay.